Hi, everyone. In this episode of the Banning USD Real Talk podcast, Superintendent Davis and I will be interviewing Banning USD teacher and Banning Teacher Association President Anthony Garcia. Okay, we are back. Hey, Lynette White, that's what I was supposed to say. I actually created a separate script for myself. Okay. Let's see if he follows it, though. (laughs) Hey, Lynette White, how are you doing? It's good to be back. I'm glad. Good. It's great to be back. You know what I noticed? I listened to the last episode that we recorded not that long ago, but it came out this past Monday, and we were kind of out of sync. I was out of sync. And I'm not saying you were out of sync, but it just didn't flow as it usually did. Mm-hmm. That's because we're not in the studio. What's happening? Let's can we get on calendar? It's your. I can't get on your calendar oh. to save my life. It's like I have to give my firstborn child to get on his calendar. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> we got to get the flow back. We had a nice little flow, uh, but our audience out there, we are very excited today because we have the one and only. <laughs> Anthony Garcia. <sighs> now, if you don't know Anthony Garcia, he's kind of behind the scenes uh, and he's going to introduce himself to you. So, Anthony, can you just please tell the world who you are and what you do for Banning Unified? Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Anthony Garcia. I've been in Banning. This is my 16th year in education. Um, I was born and raised in Banning, born at the Pass Hospital down here, um, spent all my life here. Went to Banning schools, um, went to Nicolette when it was a high school. We were actually the first uh, school to graduate from the new high school. Oh, cool. So my senior year, we went over there second semester, and um, we actually graduated from there. So class of 93. Um, went into retail for a few years, uh, decided to go back to school, got my credential, and then came back to Banning. Uh, most of my family still lives here. My parents still live here. And um, got into education, um, 16 years in Banning. Um, started off as 7th and 8th grade history teacher. Uh, a few years ago, became uh, president of the Banning Teachers Association. Um, and that's about it. I did not know your parents still live here. Yes. Uh, see, I just learned a lot about you. And we spent a lot of time together. Yeah. Going to talk about that a little bit later, but... 93. You even put it out there. 1993. <laughs> so do you know Johnny, the unofficial mayor, mayor of Banning? Yes, I okay. know Johnny. Okay. Uh, he has a, a brother, uh, older brother, Jeff. He was okay. in class of 93. Well. Got it. Of me. course. Okay. So you're older than Johnny? Yes. Okay. I didn't I didn't know that. You need to let him know that too. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. 16 years. So we actually have a lot of uh, people who are born and raised here and they come back to work in our community. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the most powerful things that we have. Yeah, I like it a lot. I mean, you know, like I said, uh, my parents still live here. My, a lot of my family still lives here. Um, there's a lot of Garcias in town, and chances are I'm related to them. They're from <laughs> Banning. Okay. Did not um, know that. I've taught a lot of family members. I've taught a lot of uh, kids of friends, and that's always, you know, that's something nice to do. It's unique and to be able to do that. See, what's interesting, Lynette, is um, – I mean, I learn more about people, especially when they come on the podcast that I didn't know. But one thing that I don't think most people know about you, and you you may not see it this way, but you're very humble. So whenever you talk about whatever's going on, you, you it's never about look at what I did, look at what I'm doing. You're just kind of humble and kind of low key. Um, however, and you know I tease you all the time, you come with a lot of uh, uh, 
power or influence, I'll say, because uh, I I always introduce Anthony as the person who runs the district. So I go to Anthony for permission to go, Anthony, can I do this? And he always smiles. Uh, but that we'll talk a little bit about that. That goes back to relationship development and how we move things forward. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you. So we haven't changed questions yet. I can go on I to my... I, I'm said I changed my oh, script. Okay, okay, you know. okay. Just making sure. So hi, Anthony. <laughs> It has been awesome getting to know you from uh, having you be on the interview panel that hired me. So thank you very much. And then uh, you are the president of the teachers union. So you're in a unique position to observe the evolution of educational strategies and policies. Can you share some of the most significant innovations in our district's system so far um, that you've seen recently? And then also, how do these changes impact both the teachers and the students in our school, in our school district? Um, I say one of the biggest changes came uh, a few years ago, which is the simple fact that we got a Department of Curriculum and Instruction. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's funny to say, but as a school district, we didn't have that for years. And there was no real direction as far as the education and what direction we were going. It was kind of just thrown together. Um, and the last few years, we have a direction. And we're sticking with it. We're not just changing it up. We're not changing things just to change. We have a direction. We're sticking with it. And it's nice to see us going in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say that's the biggest change. And then the collaboration. Uh, we've never had collaboration like this with the district as far as the teachers association. That's nice. Um, this new NCEE uh, program that we're doing, um, that just shows the collaboration because it's, it's all of us together community and everybody and just, you know, trying to figure out what's best for Banning Unified and hopefully we will get there. Mm-hmm. For sure. And how do you think that um, now that we have a direction and it's not changing all the time, how do you think that impacts our students? It's it's great for them. It's great for the teachers because the teachers know what's happening. They know what's coming along and they can focus on teaching and that has a positive effect on the students. Yeah, for sure. But that's not easy, right? I mean, not everyone just goes, okay, this is great, and we just do it, right? No, no. No, and it, it takes time. You know, most teachers are hesitant at first because, you know, another program, mm-hmm. it'll be gone in two years. Well, those two years have come, and we're still doing it. So now they're starting to, okay, I got to gotta do it. I gotta. Yeah. So. That's that's good news. Like, I hadn't heard that from you, so I'm I'm excited about that. That's that's powerful. That's good. As, as I was looking at the questions – there's a few things that came up. Uh, the other night I had an opportunity to, uh, they had the superintendents on the mic thing for our local charter for AXA. And there's about, oh, let's call it seven, eight school districts locally, like Paris, Alvord, Valverde, and so. And uh, one of the questions, so I was being asked questions as a superintendent, but more about HR. And so the first two questions were, one, what are your uh, what are the biggest positives or things that are exciting in HR? And I went exciting in HR one. And then two is what is the net, what are the challenges? And the thing that I talked about the most was labor peace and negotiations. Those are like the toughest things. And I think if a district has relatively labor peace, meaning that the district and the bargaining units get along, they're talking, we can do a lot together. Yes. Um, when you don't have that, it doesn't matter what it is, it's going to be a challenge. Another thing is the negotiations. And I think when I got to uh, Banning in August of 2020, we met 
And uh, we, at that time, we were still in the pandemic. Teachers were not in the classroom, but we met in person. And I remember we met in the gym. And uh, everybody had their own little table, but every table was separated. And then we had to screen. It was, it was uh, I'll just say, from my, it was ridiculous. Yes, it was. Uh, but we kind of, <laughs> we made it work. And just listening to the bargaining unit and their history and their concerns and the challenges is just kind of, it really painted a picture of what was going on. So labor peace and negotiations, huge things that uh, if you can get through that and build and develop a relationship, you're going in the right direction. And then I wrote down collaboration, which you just mentioned, yes, uh, which is key because from my perspective, the association should be, if you will, at the table in terms of understanding what we're thinking, the decision-making, providing input, and that is something that I, I really want to ensure that people know. And I think you know that, Anthony. Yes, yes. Uh, just yeah. based upon our conversations, but that's really important to us. Yeah, and you you know this too with, with – uh, that comes buy-in. And when the teachers have buy-in into it, they're more willing to to agree to it and, and to do it than yeah. being told this is what you're going to do. Because right, they're a part of it. Yeah. And, and actually – I think we need our teachers, we need all our staff, their input, because they're the ones that are doing the work. Uh, I can walk into a classroom and get a sense of what's going on, but the teachers are there every day uh, with students. And so they know best because they are the expert in the classroom. And I believe that. Uh, So moving to the next question, uh, just looking towards the future, Anthony, what are your primary goals for our certificated bargaining unit? Um, with the broader objective of our school district. So um, what is your overall goal? Like, what do you want our bargaining unit members to see, know, do, and then how does that align with the district's overall objectives? Well, I think it goes into, I think it's kind of the same objective objective or goal that you have as far as um, making banning the place to be, making teachers want to come here. And from my part, from the union's part is, you know, competitive salary, you know, um, having a manageable workload, having a district that cares about you. Those are the things that teachers care about that will want make them want to come here. And so my goal is to help to get that. And with that comes happy teachers, comes, you know, good staff, good hires, and which makes Banning a better place for the students. Mm-hmm. So... Can you share, because I talk about this all the time, that people that aren't in schools, they hear news articles, they hear things, they see things on the news about just the state of education and how a lot has changed. And I think you're aware and a lot of people are aware who work in the system that there's all these rules and laws that just kind of keeps rolling down. And I think the role of the teacher has drastically changed over the last 10 to 15 years. Uh, teachers are dealing with a lot of things. It's not just, hey, I'm going to go in the classroom and I'm going to, quote, unquote, teach you X, Y, or Z, math, science, or history. No. Students are coming to us with a variety of challenges, and it's no longer just, I'm just going to teach you academics. It's all of these other things, which can be a challenge for adults working with students. Is that How do you see that? Yeah. Um, you know, as teachers, a lot of times, you know, you got to be the counselor. You have to be the health age. You have to do all this other stuff with the students, too, in order to uh, be able to teach them. You know, they come in and they're not do, not performing well. You know, you got to talk to them, you know, build that rapport with them, get to know them and find out what's what's going on with them. And um, once you can do that, then you can teach them. And so um, 
And I think teachers have always had to do that, but just a lot of the students are coming in with more, a, a bigger need for that than, than before. Right, right. Now, you're also what we call full release. Um, maybe I shouldn't be bringing this up, but you're full release. So that's that's yes. a that's a big thing, right? And I, I know that I think in the beginning you weren't full release. I think you, I don't know if it was 40, 60% or whatever it was, but how does that benefit the bargaining unit and you? Uh, in terms of getting to members and then communicating? Um, I think it helps because I'm able to meet with them whenever on their terms uh, during their prep. Uh, they don't have to miss class. They don't have to miss school. I can go to them, go to them anytime. Um, and it frees me. It frees them up to, to be, you know, not have to miss anything. Um, so that's good for that. Um, the biggest thing when, when I was in the classroom at 60% was just, I was missing a lot of classroom and a lot of class time and having to be absent a lot. And that's kind of uh it's not, not beneficial for the students. Um, I would be out for a few days, and I'd come back, and I'd have to teach the students, you know, back to basics, the, the classroom management again, and, and, you know, for a day or two. And then I could start teaching again. So it just kind of set us back every time I was out for a few days. And it provides some consistency. And what people don't know about you either is that from my perspective and HR perspective, you're always available. We communicate like you always answer. You always get back to us. It's not like you're out doing whatever. You are available to support the staff, and that is appreciated because that's not um, normal and it's not consistent. But here it is, and it's most appreciated by us. Well, that's my job, and so I, you know, I have, I have that work work ethic, and I just that's my job, so I'm, I'm going to do it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So educators often face a variety of challenges. Um, Some of my best friends are teachers. Like my friend group is like teachers and counselors. And so I get to hear all the craziness that's going on in the classroom and all the challenges that they face. And so there's challenges from resource limitations to changes in educational standards. In your experience, what are the most pressing challenges currently facing our teachers? And how is BTA working with the district to address those issues effectively? I think one of the biggest challenges is the is safety, um, safety of students and staff right now. Um, we have students that are coming in, and this isn't just ban, uh, banning. This is uh, statewide. This is you know, United Probably States nationwide, yeah, yeah. nationwide, um, and just the amount of um, just the threats that teachers and students are facing in the classroom. You know, with not just school shootings, but, you know, kids bringing knives to school, things like that. Um, kids threatening teachers, uh, kids threatening other students. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest threats that uh, teachers face right now. Um, and like I said, that's just that's just everywhere right now. And I, talk, I have a lot of friends everywhere, too, and they're facing the same thing mm-hmm. in all the other districts. So it's not unique to banning. Um, and as far as what we're doing um, to help with that, I think is the, the safety committee is a good example of what's been born out of negotiations um, with the district. And hopefully we'll see a lot of changes coming from the safety committee to help uh, secure our schools and uh, make our students and staff safer. Yeah, for sure. And the safety committee consists of district personnel, um, site personnel, right? It's yes. a little bit of everybody, which is awesome. Yeah, there is. And I, I just want to go back to people don't always know what you do. 
nor they know what I do. I mean, there's a lot of conjecture about what I do. However, we meet. We we meet regularly, and we we try to uh, talk about those challenges to kind of step-by-step bring them down because I want to know what's going on, and your voice is important to me and to us because that gives us a sense of what we don't see that you're hearing that we can, you know, uh, work upon. Uh, and so the, the the next question really deals with uh, our saying for the year. And we just recently met and we were talking about the welcome back. And, and I love a welcome back and getting that started. But it also goes what you just talked about in terms of the biggest concern, which is safety. So I believe it hasn't been officially confirmed yet, but beginning of next year, we may have to forego the welcome back and do some training on safety. That way we get every single employee trained. And so I'm just throwing that out there now, but that came from our conversation. I wanted your feedback because I love welcome back. It really kicks off the year and speaking to the next question, you know, it begins with me, as you know, that's uh, our theme for the year. And so what does that phrase mean to you? It begins with me. Well, to me as the union president, um, you know, we've, I've fought for so long to get a lot of this change going in the district and, and to, to uh, make things more positive. Um, for me, it means to, you know, at times I have to examine myself and maybe step back. And, you know, I want to promote the change, but I also don't want to be uh, blocking change mm-hmm. at points times. Mm. And so sometimes, you know, being a union president and fighting and fighting and fighting, I could in my position, I could be blocking some positive change, and I have to take a look back sometimes and make sure that I'm not doing that. That's wow. huge in leadership, though, to have that reflection of, you know, maybe sometimes I I need to step back. That's major. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm noting this. <laughs> not all leaders would do that. I will yeah, tell no. you that. I'm going to put that in my book somewhere. I'm going to come back to it uh, because that's really important. And I, I just think that people really don't understand that. As a bargaining, as a leader of any organization, you, you are the leader of over 250 plus uh, staff members. Like they go to you to assist them to get things moving forward or address some concern. And this isn't always done, but you you are a leader, Anthony. You, you people depend on you. They go to you for whatever. What always doesn't happen is there isn't always training. There isn't all well. I well. Let me let me step back. CTA and CSEA are really good at training their folks uh, about negotiations, about labor. So there's definitely training. But then when you get into working with people directly and with the district, it, it can be a little tricky. And so I, I think you've been able to navigate that. Now you guys are listening to Anthony's voice, and he just sounds so like he's so mild and cool and calm and just relaxed, which he is all the time. However, oh, when he's talking about need to fight or need to do something, he knows how to do that well. And so we just don't want to be in that realm. We want to be lockstep, communicating, moving forward. And and I appreciate that about you because you're a level-headed guy. That's what I like about you. Here's all this stuff, but you kind of discern uh, and and you don't kind of get caught, but you try to say that's reasonable and you work with us. And, And um, we are so appreciative of that because that's not the norm. Thanks. Um, you know, I, I like I said, I, I'm the union president, but I also, growing up in Manning, I, I have allegiance to Manning 
and I want to see Banning Unified do great. And so I have to kind of balance those two things out. That's good. It's appreciated. It's appreciated. So let's get into our Fast Five then. What's your favorite app? Uh, my favorite app is probably my news app. Um, I read the news. I like to read the news a lot. Your it, news app? Yeah. Any really? specific um, <laughs> news? <laughs> I, I know it's boring, but it goes back to uh, history. My, my dad. My dad was old school. Like he'd get the newspaper every single day. Okay. And I wake up in the mornings and I see him reading the paper every day. And so when I first started working in retail, I, I would get the paper delivered, and I take the paper to work. And on my lunch break, I would sit there, eat my lunch, and read read the paper. Just okay. <laughs> and so now I just get it on my phone and read the news and just know what's going on. Locally or globally or national? Everything. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. Do you watch the news? No, not really. No. Okay, more of just reading it. Okay. I, I have a new app. Okay, I, what's I, your new app? My new app is called Freestyle Libre 3. What is that? It's, it's, oh, my, okay. it's yes, my diabetic I monitoring. I just got it, and it's like my new toy. So I can see. All he does is show us his numbers now. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. because I'm trying to be in the green. I'm trying to stay healthy, and look, it's in the green right now. So I'm I'm excited. Hopefully, this will help. Red the other day when he was showing me. I don't know if it was red or whatever, but that is my new app. I love it. Do you have that too? Oh, okay. My uh, my son is type one diabetic, and that's his. Oh, that's his. So we, we, me, and my wife can monitor it on the. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. You, actually, on this app, I don't know how we get here, but you learn a lot about like how long it takes for your body to absorb something. When I take insulin, it's like an hour and a half before it kicks yes. in. Like you learn a lot about mm. yourself. So we're gonna see. This is an experiment to see if it helps because yeah. Yeah. for your son, I'm sure monitoring that is key. Getting yes. too low can create major issues. And all food hits differently, so. Like, mm. Even though they're the same amount of carbs, it's just the type of food. It, it, something gets two, three hours later. Something oh, gets wow. four or five hours later. So you learn a lot about people yeah. just by talking about stuff. That's good. Okay. He pulled out his app too. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite song that puts you in a good mood? Um, my favorite song is probably Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Can you sing a bar? About no, he's <laughs> no. not going to sing you. Smell, sounds like Teen Smells, Spirit. How do you like not know that song? I don't know. How old are Nirvana? you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so back, back in the... The old days, you know, when MTV still... In the good days, man. <laughs> when MTV still uh, had videos... Um, it was like on a loop. And so yeah. Every morning when I woke up to get ready for school, for high school, that song would be playing. Yes. <laughs> smells I still like, listen to Nirvana. Yes. Smells like. Teen Spirit. I'm going to have to look it up. Oh, Lord. What's your favorite activity or hobby? Um, I like to, I, I golf, of course, and then I also uh, play on a men's softball league every Sunday. So. Oh, my gosh. That's wow. Right. That's, That's awesome. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Um, I would go to Rome. Um, and the reason is in high school, I took an a AP uh, art history class. Oh. And so to go and actually see all of the art, I think would be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Those are trips I want to take, but that flight, though. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I can do that flight right? That's I'm not sure. Okay, and then what are you looking forward to this year? It's all the school year is almost over, but what what are you looking forward to still? Um, I would say just still looking forward to just uh, seeing positive change in the district, continuing continuing that change, 
uh, scene where NCEE takes us. Mm-hmm. Well, Anthony, we want to thank you for playing the Fast Five. Thank you for being on the show. Um, we'll see how this goes, uh, but we we really appreciate it. And I'll just say from my perspective, you know, I've worked in, uh, this is my fourth school district in Riverside County, my third working with the bargaining unit. And, and I will say that I appreciate your leadership because I, in the beginning, when I first started, I mean, I know there have been all kinds of challenges. There was some hesitancy and it took some time to yes. build that stuff. But I will say to you, I, I'm going to say it in the air, like, I trust you. Like, and you know, some of the conversations we have, I share things with you that in theory, most people probably wouldn't share in the role that I'm in and the role that you are. But I feel that that's really important. And so I want to keep building that trust because what we are doing is making a difference in the lives of staff. So when we look at our our most recent growth that we had on the dashboard, people want to know, like, well, how did you what did you guys do? And as I thought about it, it's a combination of everything. But if teachers aren't happy, if if staff isn't happy, if they don't feel like they're included, then that's a rub somewhere. But if people do feel like, I remember teachers saying, uh, I remember Mr. Takis said after we settled our first negotiation before the end of the school year. Now, we've been able to do that for the last, I don't know, three years or so. That's huge. Like coming back, contract settled and ready to go. That makes people happy. So when we get to the welcome back, people are excited and it's yes. good. That doesn't mean everything's happy. That doesn't mean that everything is great and perfect. That doesn't mean that you and I always agree because uh, we may or may not agree, but we always work through it. You're always professional. You're always upfront, and I appreciate it. And then the last thing I want to say, um, which I don't remember, I'm having some issues right now. <laughs> Maybe it's not blood sugar. Maybe it's something else. It's old age. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I just... I, <laughs> I think that assists us all for moving forward. And I'm going to keep trying to keep you close. And I want to know, you know, you you call, I'm going to get back to you. We're going to iron things out because that's what we're supposed to do. And that's what's going to help us continue to improve. So thank you for everything you do for our, our school district, for students. Uh, and we appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Banning USC Real Talk podcast. We hope you'll join us for our next episode and be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platforms. Talk soon.